everybody, it's Bona again, and welcome to Mediocre Minds. Uh, today I have a special guest with me. Joel is away again, so you won't Good be riddance. able to hear his melodious tones. <laughs> but uh, so I have my good friend, Katharina, with me. Katharina, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Bona's longtime friend from dental school, actually, so we mm-hmm. graduated together. Yeah. And that's how this relationship started. <laughs> yeah, it's we were strangers before dental school, mm. but then we became thick as thieves. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I think a lot of people thought that we knew each other beforehand. Yeah, no, right? I, I did have, even after I think the first month of year one or first mm-hmm. year, I had someone come up to me and ask me like, oh, do you did you guys know each other from high school or something like that? Because we just really clicked right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just wasn't the case. I think we, I mean, the joke is that we just got along because we're both Asian. And yeah, that we, was were, it. <laughs> we were the only two Asians in our class <laughs> that were female. Mm-hmm. So we just automatically felt a sense of, oh, a familiar face. Glom. Glom. <laughs> and I think it was just, it was very fortunate that our personalities meshed well. Mm-hmm. And even though I, I think most people would agree that we're pretty different people, but mm. for some reason we're still oddly compatible. <laughs> If that makes Even sense. Even more so than you and Joel. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Bona has no... She didn't say no. That wasn't the case either. Okay, you know what? It's a different kind of relationship, okay? Anyways. But yeah, no, it's... I definitely value our friendship a lot. And after going through, like, four years of dental school, there's definitely a special bond, I think, that's created... Mm-hmm. Through going through all of those things together but yeah so today I thought um, we'd spend some time to talk about what it's been like after graduation going off into the real world after having spent the majority of our lives being in school yeah. you know being pretty dependent on whatever school system we happen to be a part of of course right like being a student is like so different from being just a working you're very sheltered as i've come to realize and we're probably going to expand on it anyways but yeah we never this is our first year of actually dealing with adult responsibilities whereas Mm -hmm. uh or dealing with well yeah adult responsibilities in the way that now you there's the expectation that you're not a student anymore but rather Mm -hmm. you are a professional uh, and what kind of comes with that as well. Because, yeah. I mean, before this, my only job was Subway, bitch. So <laughs> I know, and it's weird because as a student, all you really have to worry about is got to get good grades, got to study this material. Mm-hmm. But now it's more, it's less of, oh, I just got to know my crap. You have to, you know, juggle all of these different relationships. You have mm-hmm. to juggle the burden of, having these people's like livelihoods in your hands every day Mm -hmm. that sort of thing so it is yeah i don't know it's just it's weird trying to find purpose in a sense right and like in all this you know yeah well i think the biggest uh thing or what i really had to confront Mm -hmm. um even in the months leading up to graduation was now i'm what is my identity outside of being a student because mm-hmm. I've been I never took a gap year I never did it or worked for a little bit before going back to before doing dental school it was mm-hmm. straight from high school university then dental school yeah, so exactly what 
who are you and how do you kind of live your life outside of that? Exactly. Um, and it was, um, that was almost a, a little bit disconcerting. Mm-hmm. It was exciting to graduate and you want to like get, get out and make money. But at the same time, it's um, how do you now reconcile your new self, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And deal with the new responsibilities that you are kind of having to deal with. Um, but I think what I really struggled with too, it was just uh, the idea of uh, with dental school, there was a very, or even throughout my life, at least for me, I always mm. knew dentistry was something I wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, from early on. And and at, it was something that always directed my life. It was like the goal. It was the goal. It was the end point. Exactly. It was. And so once you reach that goal, it's kind of like, well, now what? Mm -hmm. And as privileged as that sounds, and in a way, I can kind of see it too. We've been very lucky um, in the sense that, I mean, we grew up in households where education was something that was really valued. Yeah, Um, it was a large part of our identity mm -hmm. ingrained in us from a young age. (laughs) like like anyone else yeah but it uh that's one thing but at the same time it it became a priority if that makes sense for our families to really Mm. push that Mm -hmm, or to encourage mm -hmm. that yeah where and the fact that we could only we only had to focus on studying as opposed to working grinding it out um what you know surviving on top of it all yeah um we didn't have to worry about that and and I, yeah, I think a lot, I think also, I don't know, like in my household and probably yours as well, a mm-hmm. lot of how much we were worth was based off of how good of a student we were. Of course. Right? Of course. So it's like how so much how you, you achieve academically, that correlates to your value mm-hmm. to society, to your family, mm-hmm. everything like that. So I think now that we aren't students anymore, it's like, well how do I know how much I'm worth now, right? Mm-hmm. There's no GPA that can tell me that, right? So I think yes. for a lot of people, there is a little bit of existentialism in mm. having mm-hmm. having to be, you know, in mm-hmm. the real world now. Nobody's grading you. Mm-hmm. How do you decide if you're good enough now? Yeah, what is my purpose now? What What is the goal that I'm mm-hmm. looking to work towards yeah. as well? Or what should I be focusing on? Because, mm-hmm. you know, graduating was the the thing that you aimed for getting into dental school was the thing that you aimed for so Mm -hmm. uh, what's how do you want to live the rest of your life yeah becomes the question and it's interesting because i don't think you can answer the question what is my purpose unless you assume that you have worth Mm. and value because Mm -hmm. if you don't have any worth or value then you don't have a purpose Mm -hmm. right so you you kind of have to like figure out what is my worth how do I, who can tell me my value, right? Mm-hmm. And once you answer that, then you can kind of think about, okay, so then what should my goal be in light of how much I'm worth? Do you feel like in your career and in your relationships that that question kind of influences everything about how you live? I would say so mm. in a lot of ways. It's um, if you don't know who you are, how how do you even know what you want? Mm. And yeah. how do you even yeah. how do you even speak for yourself or to advocate what's right or what's your right or wrong or what mm-hmm. you are want to assume responsibility for? In a way, um, 
yeah how do you even direct your life if you don't know who you yeah. are yeah um i mean one thing that i think i got criticized for for wanting to go into dentistry was that uh, oh katherine you just want this for the money or to have your name like be able to say dr katherina kind of thing but it's mm. also like no shit <laughs> excuse me i'm not gonna work this hard for nothing or mm. arguably um so that's not to say that there isn't a need to, for self-improvement or mm. a want to help people i just don't just don't think those two things are mutually exclusive where you right. can't mm. want prestige but then also get the benefits of helping society as well yeah no i think i think a lot mm. of people who claim that they're going into a profession for purely altruistic reasons if they're not Do lying think they're lying uh, they're, either, <laughs> they're either lying yeah. or they're fooling themselves i think so because then we all it's... have human hearts and so i think inherently yeah. we all understand the mm-hmm. human heart yes and we all can see the selfishness in ourselves mm-hmm. and therefore we can it can yeah. be assumed that other people harbor those same things mm-hmm. you know then it's and then it comes back to pride exactly well. so that's sort of um, the root so i i think it, it is a common i guess characteristic in our profession <laughs> um but i mean part of it is just recognizing it too mm, i guess i, I mean, guess you if, don't feel that way well <laughs> i mean if if that's if you don't feel yourself being called to a higher purpose, purpose yeah. then mm. you can be content with that Mm. For some time, I think. Mm-hmm. I think everything gets old. After a while? Yeah. yeah. No, it is. And it is very... I can already see it as being potentially empty or dissatisfied. <laughs> oh! <laughs> is well, that why you go search for hoes? <laughs> I go search it. Probably. No, well, I mean, I, I mean, I get criticized for picking up hoes all the time or for flirting with people. But And yeah, that's part of it. Um, that you're fulfilling like a certain loneliness, <laughs> loneliness. But at the same time, um, I guess even when I think about, and this is kind of segueing off, mm. it's just um, when you know when we think about what, like, well, what's the next step? Like whether it's opening your own practice or starting a family or things like that. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of rejected those ideas because none of these really appealed to me, and I remembered one girl in dental school someone in our class was saying how you know i'm gonna work for a few years once we graduate and and then i'm going to like get married have some kids uh, because what else am i gonna do with my life and i'm like oh my god is this all i have to look forward to did for that, the next did 30 that years terrify you like the um, prospect of that like i guess it, like yeah. that's your end that's it for you like that's in all you're way. good for Yes, procreation. Oh, no. Or, or it, in for some people, that is a very that is what they strive towards, and I respect mm. that if that's what you know you want. But it's, it's never really appealed to me, mm. um, and I see that in my that's relationships fair. when I'm dating guys too, who mm. theoretically they they do want a serious relationship and they have a great career and good characteristics or like a good character as well. But mm-hmm. and when they tell me that they want to start a family, and one guy even said like. I want a family more than I want a partner, but you know, can't, can't have one without the other, Katharina. Ho, ho, ho. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like a uterus for sale. Like, bitch, you can buy a uterus. Why do you need mine? Oh my God. <laughs> like, I am ill equipped. 
I would change, like I already said, even life after graduation, I'm just like a student where someone else is feeding me or I'm living the life of uh, just working, then coming home mm. and looking after myself mm. as opposed to having um, to think about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. At, at least the idea or at this point in time, it doesn't, the idea of starting a family doesn't, uh, inspire me or or, or give me hope or, or i don't know what I you mean, want to not or excite it me should. it doesn't excite yeah. not that it should what do you mean well, it shouldn't what i mean is that i don't think you should try to be seeking ultimate fulfillment through making a family mm. because well, that's cause... just gonna raise messed up kids i guarantee you <laughs> i need a perfect family bitches yeah no <laughs> see that thing. mindset is just mm. not a good one but what is the purpose of having children then Bona for you for me if mm. i ever were to have children yes okay well biological children i'll be honest i'm still slightly afraid of childbirth mm. maybe more than slightly afraid <laughs> uh, and just the the weight of the responsibility mm. of there's this blank spl- slate basically mm. and it's my job to make sure that the writing that goes on that slate is good Mm. and I don't know I just don't see myself being capable of that thankfully Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my belief system indicates that it's not all up to me Mm -hmm. you know so there's some comfort in that but (laughs) (laughs) but the purpose of kids I guess for me is just to raise young people who can better the world yeah are purposeful and kind and compassionate mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know they can they can strive to make the world a better a better place with realistic expectations mm-hmm. and knowing their own limitations and trying to better themselves mm-hmm. i guess um that's like but even that i'm just like that's really cheesy i don't even know, mm. well, know what that even means really but well i i think it's a more well-rounded answer than because a lot of people do tell me, well, you know, you're still a young cat right now, so when you get older, that's when you're going to realize, like, shit, I want a baby. Like, <laughs> my raging maternal instincts are, <laughs> or whatever are, you know, coming through, and they'll yeah. say you'll understand. But I'm like, that is so vague. Why can't you articulate why you wanted to have kids except that mm. you will only understand when you're older? Like, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't... Yeah, if you can, I don't know. I just feel it's uh, it's a... It, well, that that kind of comes into play that there's expectations mm. uh, of you hitting, uh, I guess, certain, certain milestones, milestones. Yeah. exactly in your yeah. life, and uh, and that's why the question of well, when are you gonna start a family, when are you gonna have a clinic. You know what? I, you know what bothers me though. It's yeah. like when people ask these things, it's always when, not if. Of course. It's like when are you gonna do this? Mm-hmm. When are you gonna do that? It's like what if I don't want to do that at all? And it's a moral offense if you say <laughs> fuck children. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. No, if you're kidding. well, if you say well, actually, I don't want to have kids. Yeah. And it is like a like a dagger through the heart. Like how dare you? What? Well, maybe in not in way. all cultures, but definitely mm. in the ones that we've been brought up in. I, <laughs> I, I do think there is a certain uh, valued expectation there to mm. continue on the quote unquote to sow line. the seeds into the ground. Okay, yeah, I, don't know. I and I, I think part of it was it 
oh, someone else told me, well, why wouldn't you have kids? Because, like, who else is going to take care of you? And I'm like, bitch, I'm going to be rich and I'll have housekeepers and maids. My kids would do a crap job taking care of me. (laughs) Oh, my. Anyways, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's Like, I think, honestly, I think Mm. the mindset of I need kids to take care of me when I'm older, that is, like, a very wrong reason to have kids, in my opinion. I think so, too. Uh, but that's like a whole other issue (laughs) to be discussed oh that's the thing is no one's ever gave a very compelling reason for me to have children that resonated with me or to start Mm. a family um Mm. and so that's the thing too when i do meet guys who say they want this i think i'm very or i realize that i don't actually want this and for a while i didn't understand like why 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 not I'm lonely as fuck. <laughs> but I, I think... Um, but are you lonely, though? Because I you, so. see, you seem like you're pretty okay over there. Just living your life. Uh, no, it is. Uh, I mean, I, I think I... Especially, you know... Actually, approaching graduation as well, I did feel like there's like a low-key fear where I'm like, man, when you graduate, it's just going to be harder to meet people in a way. That's true, though. Uh, you're, you're, just because of proximity, um, or like your friend, like your friend circle, how does it mm-hmm. naturally? How is it gonna expand mm. if you're in any way, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there was that fear until, until I guess I realized that. Um, I mean. I think at least uh, with my parents or with my family, there was always this expectation, of course, to uh, be with someone who is my equal. Mm. Um, ideally, in terms of ed- education, because then they felt like whether this person's going to have the same values as you. And, mm. and that is important when you're looking for someone long term. Mm. Um, but really, the only thing they were focused on was if he is a doctor, mm. then all the other problems will go away. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> no, and, and, it, and it boggled their mind. I never really talked about boys openly with parents or mm. with family because yeah. they're so transient. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> well, I mean, they're there for a little while and then they go away. But, you know, like occasional times where I brought up, well, like, actually, I did go on a date with a doctor or whatever, did date mm. a doctor, um, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. They're like, why like, you do that? Were they kind of sort the, of the mindset of you should have tried harder to make it work, work? Like, like why, why did you let them go kind yes, of thing? why like i'd be mm. like no he was ugly and i'm like well why <laughs> like, <laughs> or like well i i th- well this is something that's important for me and so and i'm also at least a little bit physically attracted well to. okay being okay. attracted to somebody is different than them being like gorgeous yes. Exactly. Well, Mona, you've already told me all the guys I date, you're just like, hmm, they're okay. Like, <laughs> Which is fine. We're all average here. But so it's ten. See, so the point is that I, like, the people I am willing to date, at least I think they're cute. So if I don't even yeah. think you're cute, then it's like, you know, like a three out of ten. Well, beauty's <laughs> the eye of the beholder. But yeah, yeah. no. It's, I'm it's, digressing. But it was more of, I feel like, or once I graduated, um, or maybe it was more, it was strangely enough in school, I felt almost mm. like there was a, like a, uh, like, a, what is it, what's it, like, what, supply and demand, there was a low supply oh. for my thirsty ass to be oh, way, or, and I thought like, oh no, I need, I got one doctor, I, I can't let him go, 
in mm. a way or I can't I need to hang or I, like I hung on to a mm. lot of guys just because well they are like the quote-unquote ideal mm. um instead of letting them go a lot sooner mm. and, and it wasn't until I realized that well if the only thing they can I guess offer to a relationship is the fact that they're a doctor well then that makes you expendable <laughs> no way. Well, there's yeah. other professionals out there and you will meet them i haven't had a problem mm. meeting well it. it's interesting because do you think because you place so much worth or mm. you did anyway mm. you place so much worth on their career is that because so much of your worth is placed on your career so you're like projecting how you know you're projecting all of these things onto some guy because you see yourself my identity is dr katharina win the -hmm. dentist therefore when you see people around you you see them as dr so-and-so or pharmacist blah 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 you know so yeah it's yeah. kind of you identify of people course. in the same way that you are identified yeah. and that's how i think my family also places worth on people mm. as well mm. is uh, what is your and i see it too when people who introduce me sometimes when that is you see that that's how they value people mm-hmm. they, that's how they introduce me first like oh this is katharina she's a dentist and it was unsolicited it's, it's very it was like, true honestly like even in my life even in the church yeah it's it's kind of unfortunate because someone new comes Mm -hmm. the first thing you ask her hey like what's your name are you in school what are you studying Mm -hmm. or like what career path are you on it's sort of just it's the go-to question Mm -hmm. and i think oftentimes it's it's asked very innocently it's mm-hmm. probably on like a subconscious level yeah, even, but yeah. but right away you know there's that value placed on whatever job you happen to have or mm-hmm. whatever you're studying in school your level of education mm-hmm. your area of expertise that sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know it's just lol that's an interesting but it is a very interesting point I think, yeah, because I place my value in my education, that's how I place my uh, value in other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't even say then that I knew really who I was or mm-hmm. what I wanted, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think when it comes to a relationship anyways, and this is my opinion, I think you just need in two things, and it depends on how people define it for themselves. Mm. One is you need companionship like someone you actually get along with. right somebody who's yeah. your friend like your mm-hmm. i would argue your best friend mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's one thing and then second of all is i think what kind of people run to uh, well the, the second point is that someone who can provide the life that you both want to share together mm-hmm. and whether that means financially hmm. or i think it i, I mean I'm mostly talking about financially um, mm-hmm. Because I think that's where sometimes strife comes up. Where I have heard things where people said like, "Well, I wish we can't afford to do this, and it sucks because you know my partner's only making this much, and I wish I married mm. richer, whatever Yikes. it is." And it's kind of like, "Well, you guys, and you know what? If you wanted these things, it's okay to communicate those things, but you need to should have communicated that with your partner before you got married." That mm. this is the life I want. I, if you want a glam life, if you want to be a sugar baby, own it. But then you need to communicate that with that person right. uh, mm. that you wanted a glam life. Mm. Or if you're actually willing to grunt, grind it out, grunge it out, and live within your means, 
then Hmm. you know yeah what kind of life do you guys want because if you can't match or you want different things Mm. that's where strife also comes up too right Mm. so that's an interesting as much yeah as much as people say money doesn't matter i think money absolutely does matter i think i think money does matter in Mm -hmm. the sense of like you said you have to have the same spending values Mm. like you have to have the same priorities basically Mm -hmm. Um, and if those don't match up, then definitely problems can arise. But I don't know. I think more and more as I get older, just those superficial things just become matter less. They that's just what, become they yeah. They that's just what people nuanced. tell me, and I'm t- I'm still waiting for what I don't care about <laughs> my Mercedes. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> older person who's talking to me like you don't care about money okay but 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 i feel no, like inherently true. you know it yourself because even you said you you meet doctors who theoretically check off all these boxes mm. but all those boxes are superficial shallow quote-unquote mm-hmm. boxes yeah and in the end yeah you can't you don't feel that connection with that person yeah it doesn't matter if they're a doctor it doesn't matter if they're you know, making seven figures a year. Who's right? making seven figures? Hit me up. Oh no, but <laughs> you know, like those kinds of things, it it satisfies your, I don't know, like your superficial desires, but no, that's not enough, right? No, yeah. not enough, right? Well, that's the thing is too, and that I had the ideal, whether it's you know fed through media or whatever, that having a relationship would fulfill me mm. or would make me happier mm. than where I was, or would. Yeah, it was an ideal to strive towards. Mm-hmm. And that my life would be better with... Uh, with a with person. Like, yeah, with a marriage and kids and like that, you know, picture-perfect family. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just one way to live your life. I think the older I get, the less clear things become. Things were so much easier when we were small. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, it is. It is true. Things were yeah, clearer things just when we were younger. So many things... You just see all the different variables. Mm-hmm. And yeah, things just become complicated. And I think the next few years after graduating will be tough. Well, we might have a different perspective. Yeah, things are going to keep changing mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah. But so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But do you feel like you have a sense of your purpose now? Or are you still kind of searching... I mean, there, there's, I've had different ideas, or not really a lot of different ideas, just something at the background, but the, the, oh yeah, yeah, different ideas, but I wouldn't say I have the conviction mm. to carry You know, it that's through. true. I, I see that in you, because I know a lot of the times we have sort of similar conversations, mm-hmm. and I sort of tell you about you know, like where my convictions come from, mm-hmm. you know, like my faith in God mm-hmm. and this idea that we're all called to this higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And you always seem really receptive and you always seem like you, like you can understand sort of where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. but you never really take steps further to explore I just it yourself. Bitch. I just bitch and make noise. <laughs> no, like you, like you you, can mm-hmm. see the potential truth in what I'm saying, but you mm-hmm. never really take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Which is why when you say you lack conviction, that's, mm-hmm. that is basically, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's tr- but it's the truth though. Yeah, is that like, I do lack conviction. But so. the thing is, it's like I think you just need like a push. Mm. Is it a push or it's also? I mean, I mean, part of it is yeah. What kind of message or purpose? propels me mm. so that because for however i want to carry it out i won't anticipate it being easy mm. so how oh, yeah. it's going to help keep me through the mm-hmm. i guess the rough patches mm-hmm. when other people might be doubting me or mm. um if i i don't know if other things in my life become difficult like how much am i willing to pursue this purpose mm. to fulfill it yeah uh, and, and for what mm. reasons am i doing it for is yeah. it just for money or is it I don't know, other, to satisfy other people's expectations or things like that. Or what are realistically my, what do I want from this? Mm. I think it's definitely, it has to be like a very personal thing. Like mm-hmm. it's not something where someone can just tell you and you can be like, I am now mm-hmm. convicted of that. <laughs> Baptize me again. <laughs> Renew. <laughs> you were baptized as a baby, but you are like literally the, not indoctrinated the, the, at all. Our friend Johnny just, t- I, our friend Johnny tells me all the time, like, you're just a bad Catholic. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Um, Catholics okay. just have a lot of rituals, and by do I mean we have we go through a lot of different things where we further solidify our faith. But a lot of it uh, for me was just going through the motions mm. of things mm. because that was the expectation mm. of it, and like wow. and I, I didn't feel I had I could was empowered to oppose those things. It's like it's like when your parents take you to I don't know Chinese school or like piano <laughs> lessons. It's like fuck. Okay, do I have a choice? No. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, we are we're going deep into the realm of potentially <laughs> controversial so, here. Okay. But yeah, we'll no, it's okay though. No, honestly, mm. let's let's be raw and real here. <laughs> We've been rambling for about forty minutes. Now. <laughs> oh my god, that's great though. <laughs> No, but, like, this is why I I really appreciate our friendship, just because Mm -hmm. we can just be open and honest about basically everything. And it's so weird because I'm a Christian and you're a non-Christian. But I (laughs) feel like we connect, like, I feel like I still connect with you better than some Christians, Christians. you know? Why do you think that is? Well, because even though you don't necessarily believe everything or agree with everything that I believe in, Mm -hmm. I feel like we still respect each other enough to listen to each other's opinions and we can empathize with the other person's viewpoint and mindset. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I've never had a problem voicing my true feelings or opinions to me, even if they're quote unquote unpopular ones even if they're mm-hmm. you know potentially offensive to maybe the secular community mm-hmm. i've never felt like i needed to censor myself around you mm-hmm. which is nice well, i think someone said it to me too is um oh no they said to me once like why do you only it seems like you only hang around like self-righteous people <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> But you're, and I was like, oh, am I self-righteous too? Or do you think I'm self-righteous too? Because usually you attract the people you hang out with until they said like, no, you're just very, either it's one thing is cat, either you're just very young Mm. and you almost like you soak things up like a sponge or you're just open to different Mm. perspectives or you just don't give a fuck. (laughs) You don't care either way. It's a combination of the two. Both. I think it's both. (laughs) (laughs) I own, well, when people tell me things or perspective it's like i don't know anything about it so why wouldn't i listen mm. 
in no, a way. No, and I think that's a good quality. To, wait, do you think I'm self-righteous? <laughs> no well i don't know uh, i think a lot of times people don't realize they're self-righteous just, right that's it's true that's why it, it's so insidious mm. <laughs> i don't know if, i know you you have your fundamental beliefs and values which i respect mm. ultimately but at the same time when i when i t- i mean i feel the same comfortableness with you too bona mm. even if you might disagree with me mm. as well. Yeah. So I'm sure your self-righteous is just not as much extreme as maybe some <laughs> other people in my life, I guess. Oh my god. I don't I can't tell. Like I didn't even recognize that I was I was I was hanging out with self-righteous people, period, until mm. someone pointed it out. Like this person's perspective is kinda whack and or not whack, but just self-righteous that they think they know better mm. in a way, or that their opinion is supreme. And everyone I else. think inherently Christianity does it is very oh, that's easy. Catholicism. It's very easy for anybody with a strong belief to become self righteous. And that's why it's mm. such a trap for a lot of people. Yeah. But anyways I see it in non Christians <laughs> too though. Yeah, well I think everywhere. honestly it's it's something it's that everybody has to deal with because yeah. again, going back to the whole pride issue, yeah. everybody has pride. Yes. Therefore everybody has a certain mm-hmm. degree of self righteousness. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think this is a good place to end off. <laughs> I'm curious to see what the actual final length of this episode is. There she is. La, 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 la. But anyways, no, thanks so much for um, no, this was good. talking with me. I liked coming on. Yeah. On no, air. You have interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, More than Jolt. No, what? <laughs> I don't know if her voice is as seductive and sexy as his but you know people tell me i sound obnoxious oh really on air <laughs> oh no that was byron though. oh well i don't know i think i'm just like used to your voice so i mm. can't really tell if you're obnoxious but i can see it <laughs> oh my God. anyways thanks so much for listening uh tune in next time for another episode of mediocre minds where we shall ramble about some other topics okay bye